Hey guys. Welcome to another episode of Pew Time with Tony. And Jackie. What a hot weekend. Hot? Hot. Very hot. So great to get out and shoot. That was so much fun today. We'll get into all of that later in shooting sports news. But first, gun news. Yay. Um, so we're going to roll through these starting with new firearms. The, uh, has it even officially been released yet or just leaked? Uh, I actually think that was leaked because I found out through a Canic Fanatic and then did research from there and the next thing I know Canic on their Instagram is showing coming soon or like a sneak peek right, with right, like right. a a little towel over a gun. Right. So then, of course, uh, Jackie promptly just put the photos I sent her online. Yes. Promptly. Um, because why not? Well, it was already out, right? Yeah. It was already on Reddit, which is where I got that from. Yeah. We're just playing the telephone game at this point. Yeah. Like, someone told me, and it looks super cool. It is the Canic SFX Rival. It... It has a very uh, FN LS Edge kind of look to it, with like the cuts in the slide. Very, very edgy, very racy looking. It looks uh, really yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, I kind of get that. I, I guess LS Edge is like the overall look with like the aggressive cuts in the slide and like the mean, like ooh. And it's like a tungsten gray color, mm -hmm. like a Legion. With gold accents. Yeah. And they put the trigger that they have in the Elite Combat, so that salient trigger, mm -hmm. is in this one. With, like, that serrated flat edge right. metal piece. Yeah. It looks really cool. Um, that's about it for, I think, the Canic. There's nothing really, like, other details are missing. No, I do hope... That, and I'm, I know I mentioned it in an episode a while ago. I do hope they do come out with this in 40 for the sole purpose of getting Mills back in to limited division. Yes. Instead of limited minor. Yeah. Limited minor. <laughs> um, let's see. It's an aggressive looking gun. I mean, I, yeah. I'm impressed by it. Yeah, I think it looks super cool. I just grips just don't do it for me. I wonder when they're going to officially release it. Yeah, I I don't know. Hopefully soon. It's interesting without like we're six months in so I don't think they're going to wait to release it for SHOT Show. Oh no. This would be like, that would be like way too early of a sneak peek kind of thing. Yeah. I mean a lot of the companies come out with something in like the August era yeah. anyways you think that's when like the Gen 5s came out when they came out a few years back there was a lot of big releases in August so I think it'd be really cool if Nils could have his hands on one just in time to take that gun to high cap nationals yes but on the flip side because they're not it is not nowhere on anything I've seen do they call it a TP9 no they don't which means they have to make 500 of them. 
oh. and then get them approved because it is now a new model. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I wonder if it's because it's the SFX rival and their full size is the TP9 SFX. No, they can't piggyback off of a tail end of a model number. No, because look at like uh, PPQ is a prime example. PPQ, mm-hmm. PPQ, or the PPQ the Q5 match, mm-hmm. and the steel frame was not legal. No, that's true. So. All right, fine. Just trying to find loopholes because I'd love to see Nils running that in limited. That would be awesome. Hopefully, they come out with a recording. We don't even know. We're just speculating. Yeah. Um. So. Oh, the some A- news from the AFT or ATF. Yeah, they're at it again. Um, so they dropped it and retracted their last one, um, because it was very vague. There was no exact what will or won't count. It would just said, you know, oh, well, it'll depend on, you know, your barrel length and, you know, like your length of pull and, you know, like the surface area, but it didn't say what any of those speculations are. Now it is very broken down. It is 71 pages long broken down. There are multiple points that it would have to meet, and every category, it gains points. So you get one point if it has this, two points if it has that, four points if it has this. Basically, after you're done going through these like 20 different categories, if you have more than four points, it classifies as an SPR. First of all, I just want to say this because it, it's like getting really under my skin. I understand length of pull has a factor. Surface area on the back would have a factor, you know, the fin blade kind of thing. So I get it. Red dots and flip up sights add points. You know, a sight that goes on a pistol or a rifle gives you points towards being an SBR. So... An add-on accessory. Did you read the breakdown of the points? Yes. So, no, no. Not what accessory gets you what point. What one point means and what two point means. Mm -hmm. So, one point means minor indicator. The weapon could be fired from the shoulder. Two points, moderate indicator. The weapon may be designed and intended to be fired from the shoulder. Three points. Strong indicator. The weapon is likely designed and intended to be fired from the shoulder. Four points. Decisive indicator. The weapon is designed and intended to be fired from the shoulder. Uh, Comments are open. Uh, If you follow FPC, Firearms Policy Coalition, um, or Gun Owners of America, they both have quite extensive uh, information on both of their sites and their social media for finding out what exactly all of this means for you and your firearms or ones that you're looking for purchasing and what you can do to submit comments, where to submit them. They have pre-written forms and they also have pre-written forms that have a space to add your own independent, unique answer in the comments section. Um, which is highly recommended. Yes. And if you go with P 
people on Instagram that are good to work with, uh, FBCs for one of them, um, behind the gun counter, mm -hmm. gives very good points on how to draft up, um, we'll share it in the stories, we'll, we'll, in the, not the stories, the comments, the highlights, the highlights, yeah, for Instagram, if you guys just want to jump on our page, um, we'll do highlights, they did a really good breakdown of what you should include, and it's Perfect. Literally just follow that. Make a comment. Yeah, they've lost their minds with <laughs> the, the, the littlest things. I'm trying to find the uh, sheet. Somebody found the sheet for it with the breakdown. The list with yeah. all the boxes. that Yeah, that was me. I, I brought it home. I printed it up. I'm trying to find it to read it because I don't remember which one's... It's something like, so if you just go through the points, like what we were just looking at, uh, 120 ounces yeah. makes it uh, four points, which means it was 100% intended to shoot from the shoulder. Yeah, 26-inch overall length. Right. Automatically more than 26 inches. So a 7-inch barrel, fine. A 9-inch, a 10-inch, nope. Right. With the with the body, the receiver of the firearm, and the buffer tube at the end, it is like automatically over twenty six. So have we done your points test yet? Uh, I, I started to. I got about <laughs> halfway down the list and I already realized that I shouldn't voice the number of points I have accrued on air. <laughs> it was it's like a almost like all of a sudden they decided like the gun owners need something to do let's give them our own little AFT version of Galaga we'll see who gets the highest score right so the most important thing about this is the comments I don't want to hear people say that they don't work because they do mm -hmm. it does help and it doesn't take any bit of time. Yeah. I mean, you, you could literally write one of these comments out while you take a shit. Yep. I already know you got your phones on you. <laughs> Just type a comment out while you're in there and be done with it. Yep. We'll keep you updated as we learn a little bit more about it. Yeah. But it is... It, it's so stupid I can't see how it'll pass well unfortunately because it's stupid considering the organization true it may pass <laughs> so comments are very important um, jumping off of that sinking ship to which many people probably lost a lot of guns ha huh. well this is what the heat does to you. I know. I know. <laughs> um, Recoil Magazine. Uh, if you guys did not see the cover of Recoil Magazine, uh, it has a guy named Chris Chang on the front. He is carrying his rifle, and he has a T-shirt on, which is of his own wardrobe. They get to pick their wardrobe. And the T-shirt is the American flag with 
Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. All the way up the flag. Roy G. Biv. Roy G. Biv. All the way up the flag. People have been absolutely awful online. Terrible human beings. Keyboard warriors. Regarding his shirt choice. So Recoil had put out an official statement. I'm going to read it to you guys. From the staff of Recoil Magazine. Anyone who has followed us for any length of time knows that we are no stranger to controversy. However, we were taken we were taken aback by some reactions to our upcoming over cover draft, which we recently posted on social media. Chris Chang has been a staple in the shooting community for a decade and has graced the pages of Recoil many times before. Most recently, he has been an advocate for our guns' rights and testimony to the U.S. Senate and has founded a new Asian American firearms organization in the midst of increasing anti-Asian street violence. Yes, he's also married to a man. If you're a strong defender of the second... If you're as strong of a defender of individual liberty as Chris Chang, we'll put you on the cover and let you pick your own wardrobe, too. We maintain that the Second Amendment is for all Americans. Always have, always will. It's up to us as individuals to bring that message to as many people as possible and challenge the media-driven stereotype of firearm owners. We've seen record numbers of our fellow citizens embrace their right to bear arms this past 14 months, and new gun owners have shown that they don't fit preconceived ideas of what they, quote, should look like. Gun rights are not for everyone. Gun rights are for everyone. Ha ha. Just kidding. No matter their gender, sexual orientation, country of origin, or color of their skin. Yay, recoil. So, um, for those of you that don't know who Chris Chang is, he got his uh, start. The I don't want to say his start. He became famous because he was on Top Shot. Mm-hmm. You know that History Channel show, the shooting competition? Yep, season four, if I'm not yep. mistaken. So, uh, everything I've heard about the dude, he's legit. He's a cool dude. I'd like to sit and have a drink with him. And, uh, yeah, man, I cannot believe that this is still, like, a thing. Right. And I, I'm going to be honest, people were... I get why people are fed up with going... Everybody, you know, businesses in the U.S. come the month of June, all of a sudden, everybody is wearing or changing their logos to something to show, like, gay pride or anything for LGBT. Listen, most real companies, the real ones, it's never brought up because they don't treat them differently. Right. It's it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've taught plenty, plenty of gay individuals yeah. how to shoot a gun. Plenty. Yeah. And all throughout the year, not just in June. Yeah. That's the point. It, And for people talking crap about... I cannot believe how many comments I saw about the flag. Like, why... The, Defacing the flag, blah, 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 blah. Oh my god, there are so many different colored renditions of the flag to support blue line, red line. That's the funniest thing. The people complaining about it had those as like their their... profile pictures. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there are many different colored renditions of Old Glory. 
let it be. You know, they're not changing the flag that's hanging up on the mast above every other flag on that pole right. to one of a different color, of any color. It is red, white, and blue. The stuff that you see on t-shirts, that is not defacing the flag. No. That is showing your individuality through the country in which you are in. Yeah. It is I, ridiculous. Yeah. I, I still can't believe like this This gets brought up. Right. Like, yes, and you can. here's the thing. Everybody wants to go, oh yeah, Recoil's putting Chris on the cover for June. Conveniently wearing that shirt. Um, I got news for you guys. Recoil is a company mm -hmm. for profit. It is their job to make money. Guess what every other magazine on the planet does? And I'm not talking just for the month of June. Come Christmas time, guess what they're going to talk about? Yep. Come February, there's a good chance... There's going to be a black man on the cover. Or right. a black woman. Yep. Right? Yep. This is no different than everybody's hashtag holidays. Right. Let them do it. Especially this dude. Especially Chris. Like, this guy actually does good. Yeah. Why are you trying to cancel him? Why are you just trying to get rid of him? Right. Anyway. Let's move on, because this is stupid. Oh, look, more sad news. So, World Shoot, postponed. Uh, we've already jumped into shooting sports, just so you know, we're in the next category. Yes, on to shooting sports. Sad news, World Shoot, postponed again. Oh, God. So, I kind of had a feeling this was going to happen. Uh, I talked with Shannon Smith at Nationals, mm -hmm. who... He is on. He has a world team slot, mm -hmm. and he was even saying he goes, "I don't, I don't think it's going to happen." Mostly because Thailand has a restriction: you have to show proof of vaccination, and you have a mandatory fourteen-day quarantine once in the country. Right. For those of you that don't know, the World Shoot is a seven-day-long event. So now you're talking. Three weeks. Plus travel time. Plus travel time. Outside, not working. Like, most people won't Paying do that. Paying to stay like. in a country for three weeks. Right. Like, yeah. Shannon Smith is a working man. He even told me, he's like, well, I can't afford that. I can't be able to do that. I got a baby at home. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I don't really think it's feasible for anyone. No. To spend three weeks somewhere to shoot a match. No. I mean, it's, yeah. So, we had feelings that this was going to happen, and it did. Uh, it will be postponed until November or December of 2022. But here's the thing. So, that's already going to be in 2022. We were supposed to have World Shoot originally in uh, 2020. Mm -hmm. Now, it's 2021 count the years because world shoots every three years yeah why don't we just push it back one more year and keep it on track like this normal right right as much as i want to have the world shoot if this keeps going i mean i'm all for it if we can have it right away have it 
But what are we going to do? Is it going to be, are we going to have back-to-back world shoot gears? No. Or are we going to change... The order and... Right. Yeah. Um, also postponed is the Pan American. Uh, that one will be postponed until September 2022. So they're, they're pushing these a year to a year and a half out. Well, and these are huge matches. Huge. Yeah. Pan Ams, I mean, it's not huge for us, right? I'm not saying it's Olympic-sized events, but the World Shoot is, I'm sure, a logistics nightmare. So, very sad. But, on the flip side, kind of gives everybody uh, more of a chance to train. Yeah. It's training, I'm sure, for everyone. doesn't matter who you are. Uh, it has decreased a little bit. Yeah. Or you know, they're finding different ways to train. You know, I know a lot of, like, pro shooters, top-level shooters, you know, they have a lot more, like, live, live fire trigger time than, you know, someone like us who's scraping in corners, digging in the yeah. couch for primers that may have fallen in there one even day. Even them, I mean, a whole year of not being able to get supplies, supplies run dry. Yeah. So, I mean, I know guys that work at ammo companies, and it's like... Uh, well, yeah, that's insane. Like for everyone who, like, whatever your normal training routine was, even if you could afford to live fire a lot before, you're still they're probably still training as much, just differently. They're right. probably doing the same amount of hours of training. Just dry fire is more dry fire than live fire. You know, there's still there's still time being put in. I think it's just being utilized differently because of the shortage of supplies. Can we move on to good news? We can move on to really good news. I'm so excited for this. Really? Casey proposed to Jesse. She said yes. So for those of you following along, Casey Eusebio proposed to Jesse Harrison. You have to go on their Instagrams. It is so cute. It's on the beach. He's on his knee. She's like, oh, with her hands up by her face. It is absolutely adorable. I almost cried. <laughs> So precious. Congratulations, you two. I mean, we kind of like, had to have been coming, right? Yeah. Like. <laughs> I totally saw it coming. Like, there were even times when, like, in my head, I had already made them married. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yes, the two of them. Like, they are one. They are already one in my head. So, how precious. Congratulations, you guys. Um, the only other thing we have for shooting sports is our match. We did shoot a match. Mm-hmm. We did. It was, uh, it was hot. Very hot. Hot, hot, hot. Lots of sun. Uh, lots of water. Lots of water. Not a lot of shade, which sucked a lot. Yeah. Although, lots of sunblock today. I did, like, lather myself up quite a bit, so I don't believe anything got burnt. My ears aren't crispy. Everything's good. How so, did you do? Uh, I felt I did pretty good, actually. I ended up uh, in fifth in carry optics, I think. Mm-hmm. And ninth overall, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah, you did really well. So it was good. I uh, felt the felt the little groove action. I was feeling good with my dot. What are you pointing at? I'm looking for mine. 
You have to scroll down really, really far. <laughs> uh, 42nd overall. Out of 72. And... Oh, yeah, you're back to shooting carry optics, yes, right? Yes, I am. So are you. We're all shooting carry optics, which means we can actually compete against each other and put our scores side by side and get an accurate read for how much I suck. <laughs> yeah, keep going down. I'm farther. More, more, more. 15th out of 23. There you go. So, not the worst worst, I guess. No, not at all. Middle of the pack. Oh, no. <gasps> I'm a middle of the pack shooter, guys. <laughs> I am never going to get a ride in a golf cart. So mean. I just have to work harder. Oh, I can get my own golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> Today was really good. My first, um, so we had a longer course of fire and then a classifier and then three more field courses. The first one I did not do so well on at all. Um, then the classifier... I, I was like, my body was like super aggressive. I uh, wish you were here. I think it's 2001. And yeah, I was really happy with my performance. Now, I went and looked at my classification record and what I would have gotten for it. And my average right now is like a 50.8. And what I scored was a 50.1. So, oh. right. Devastating. But during the shooting, after the shooting, before I actually got a chance to go and look at my score and my percentage and plug everything in, I was like up on cloud nine. I'm like, yes, this is it. I'm moving my percentage up. I'm going to be out of C class. <laughs> this was awesome. I'm on fire. Womp, womp, womp. Huge disappointment. You did really well in the classifier. Not really. Well, you you looked good. It was Instagram worthy. Yeah, yeah that's it looked for great. Sure. <laughs> I had too many Charlies. That's one of those where, for a minor, you really have to nail the A zones. Mm -hmm. I was happy with my hits in the center because it's one of those things where you can take on the move. Mm -hmm. I figured with the dot, I should probably take it on the move. Yeah. So it was good. Uh, the whole match was great. I did have a uh, a JJ or a uh, popper issue. Right. <laughs> I may I didn't handle it as well as JJ. No, you um, you handled it like a child that had been screaming for a toy. <laughs> they finally give you the toy and you throw it Hold back on. at them. <laughs> that is what happened with you I and the popper. I did not <laughs> scream at anybody. Oh no! So this popper was at the end of the bay. There was two poppers, an exposed paper, and then the swinger. Obviously, it was to be activator, popper, static, swinger. And I nailed the popper coming into position. Didn't fall. Cool. Nailed it again. It didn't fall. That made me go to slide lock. Because I didn't plan to shoot that many bullets at one popper. And it was pretty close. I mean, you were fairly close. And this was a huge popper. Mm -hmm. So it didn't fall. I perform a reload. I'll put the video up, and you'll literally see me go, huh? And then instead of acting like an adult, and either calling for calibration, which 
it was a local. I really don't want to call for calibration. And I was already mad because I'll get to why I was even madder that I knew that this... Oh, my God. Uh, so I decided to, like, throw five into the popper to ensure that it goes down. And then three into the swinger. Mm-hmm. So. So an extra eight rounds on the stage. Nine if you count the extra shot before you threw your tantrum. So nine extra rounds on this stage than was necessary. Felt good. And uh, what did that stage cost you? cost me a lot of positions i'll tell you that but it also there was a newer shooter uh he seemed to be in a uh betting mood Mm -hmm. so uh i asked him if he wanted to bet hit factor on this last stage you know whoever had the highest hit factor would i was only gonna bet five bucks he's like i don't have five bucks i'll bet you 10 bullets but i don't want to bet you hit factor i'm like well i mean hit factor is what matters He's like, no, I just want to do raw time. I'm like, I feel like you listen to Jared and Jeff's podcast because they have like a raw time belt now. <laughs> like, I okay, fine, we'll do it. Whatever, it's ten rounds, right? He would not have beat me had this happened, and he definitely. I don't think he still would have beat me. I think I still out hit factored him, even with my uh, temper tantrum. Yeah. So. It cost me 10 bullets. I lost. I paid the guy 10 bullets. (laughs) He's like, oh, man, these are going to be great. I'm like, just to let you know, I I load minor power factor to 150. (laughs) Good luck. Don't you wish there was one more stage afterwards and he would have gotten a taste of Jackie's powder explosion. (laughs) (laughs) But aside from that, the whole match was great. The stages were awesome. Quite a few mirror stages, a lot of movement. Yeah, good, really good, um, good stages. I like that there was a lot. We talked about this at lunch with Joe. There was a lot of different ways to do multiple stages, as far as like what direction you went. Um, and it was really interesting to see everyone's idea of what the best way would be. Yes. And how they were executed. Really good stuff. Uh, our buddy Dave and Alan did awesome today. Tony did good too. We had like, Carrie Optics was like running the world today. Uh, so Alan took first in Carrie Optics. Dave took second. Tony took third. Not Tony Pun- Tony Pontrelli. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dave and Tony, like, they, like... Point six points away from each other. Wow. Yeah. These guys have, like, what, in the last year or so, there was, like, a six-month span from, like, D or C class to, like, A class on these guys, and they just, like, completely, like, skyrocketed. Like, they really put in the time, they dry-fired, all the things that they learned, they, you know, they reviewed their videos, executed, 
they yeah yeah, yeah they've been Dave and Tony have been absolutely killing it they have congrats guys love seeing the uh, the boats rise yeah uh, also shout out to my buddy Albert Albert Yao tactical Bert uh, <laughs> he won high overall and won open yay Albert congrats hopefully this gets him the momentum he needs leading into the majors he has left for the year our buddy George Zico took second. Daniela took third. There wasn't too much production that this that this match was there. Pete Hall, yeah, he took first. Ryan George. And then Joe in third. And then JoJo. Yeah, Chicago representing. Oh, very good match. Had a lot of fun. Was there actually a revolver shooter? Oh, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that, like, so my first, the first field course, garbage, on the classifier, I felt, like, really good on. It was, like, the, my last two or three stages of the day were my best. And it's opposite of what I thought it would be, because as it got hotter, I got a little less confident with it, because I was already getting kind of miserable, and battling a migraine all day that are triggered by the light when you're in the light it's hard <laughs> so my third stage right before I had went up I was really trying to like pick apart why my first few were so bad and it was because I'm I'm not target fo focusing I'm losing my dot um, and there weren't there weren't a lot of hard leans on this one last weekend. I attributed losing the dot to the hard leans where I'm off my axis and you know you're going at it sideways around a really tight corner and this, it is easy to lose your dot somewhere like that. Even with target focus, it's hard to get a point down. Um, so last weekend, that's what I chalked it up to. That is definitely not the case. It is me not target focusing. It's not just the hard leans, and I can't blame it on that. So I need to put in some time dry firing. I need to get the cat off the table. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. Once I made the decision that I was going to target focus when I did my last walkthrough when I was shooter on deck, I air gunned, but I didn't look at my hand. I looked directly at the A zone and then transition my eyes to the next A zone then to the next and to the next and I did that for my very last walkthrough before I went up to the line and I mean you could see like that was the video I posted today that was like that was like my best one from today and like the end the last four it was like perfect target focus like I didn't I didn't notice if my dot was there at all but my eyes were there and it was it was good. It was really good. Oh, Dave shooting the revolver, David. Mm-hmm. Took twenty seventh. Overall? Yeah. Lord almighty. What a beast. <laughs> oh I got beat by a revolver shooter. Yes. Yes you did. Oh no. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> oh, sad days. We should probably move on. 
Yeah. <laughs> Let's just jump into questions, and then I have a little topic to talk about, which I think is kind of interesting, kind of portrays and or kind of leans into what we were talking about with matches and stuff coming up. Okay. So the first question, this will be real quick. Somebody just wanted us to cover it. Interesting. This segment will be sponsored by Dyson. <laughs> Can vacuuming up gunpowder cause it to explode? Uh, so regular smokeless powder like what we use? No. Static electricity won't cause it to ignite. It won't explode. It's flammable. Yes, it is. Um, but it will not explode. Black powder, on the other hand, I'm not too familiar with it, but it is. It has different properties. Mm -hmm. um, so I would be careful with that. But if you're just doing it with small amounts, make sure that you're emptying the bag all the time. I mean, we do it with our stuff. Yeah, yeah. Occasionally, you know, powder. Somebody's pulling bullets because someone else screwed up, and yeah. Yeah, I screwed up. Tony pulled the bullets. There's a little powder. It mm -hmm. got vacuumed up. Nothing happened. And uh, when we first set the press up, there was a couple times where she's like, this one's good. And it didn't seat the bullet, or it didn't crimp the bullet at all. Mm -hmm. And I, like, go to put it in the hundo, and it's just like, Psh! Like, no! Right. <laughs> Powder everywhere. Um, I will say, if you drop blanks... Or primers do not do not vacuum them up yeah, I can just make it a little more interesting <laughs> it's like vacuuming for landmines just a loud pop yeah <laughs> and a burn hole yeah in your carpet so yeah work on uh, making sure those are not on the floor in front of the vacuum <laughs> ask me how I know <laughs> <laughs> So, let's answer the CCC before I get into the topic. So, Carry Compete Crush. Uh, this seems to be a bullpup edition. Uh, Styr Og. IWI Tibor. Or the FNP90. Hmm. Carry Compete Crush. I would you go first. I'm Clearly, I'm crushing the P90. I, I mean, I assumed that. Yeah. Because you despise the round. Yeah, clearly. Clearly. I think the gun's cool. Cost you 90 bucks to fill up one mag. Yeah. <laughs> Plus tax. So, <laughs> the AUG is kind of cool. It's very culty for me. Um, it's definitely, especially nowadays to me, it's a gun out of time. The cool thing about Tavor, it, man, it would be practical to carry that, but I'm going to carry the AUG. And compete with the Tavor. And compete with the Tavor. Because the Tavor is 5.56. Five, they also sell a 9mm conversion kit for it back at your PCC. Well, we'll both be competing with the Tavor then. Check I out. really like the Tavor a lot. Um, I may or may not have a Tavor lined up to try a match with PCC. Okay. Seeing as somebody despises my Scorpions. <laughs> That's one I would definitely try out. Of course it is. Uh, I would be crushing the AUG, competing with the Tavor, um, and I would carry the P90. You know, I'm actually teeter-tottering. I would probably carry the P90, because it does say P90 and not PS90. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. So that means it's the real short barrel, and that would be perfect for carry. So I'm going to change it. I'm going to crush the AUG and carry reluctantly the P90. Yeah. Good luck finding ammo, you hater. Keeping it's it all true. for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you didn't like these. You never hear the end of it. Never. All right, guys. Let's end on this topic. And I just wanted to kind of talk about something that has helped me as a shooter. And it's helped me with a lot of things. It helped me when I was in racing. It helped me with shooting. It's helped in video games. It's really weird. It, it really can help you in anything. And that is having what I call a chase guy. So for shooting, who's a guy that you chase? Meaning somebody you compare yourself to that you see regularly at matches and you can kind of gauge how well you're doing to that person. Now, I'm going to go over a little bit on what I think are important uh, pieces to consider when choosing a chase guy. But a lot of things that, a lot of benefits come from having a chase guy, right? It gives you an attainable goal. It gives you a target, no pun intended, but it gives you something to be able to compare yourself to at locals. Mm -hmm. and it's also a moving target if they're getting better you need to up your game right or so let's jump into how to pick a chase guy or girl number one thing is they gotta be consistent don't chase a guy where it's like wow this week he's doing really good and this week he DQ'd or this week he had seven no-shoots. Or I'm going to chase this guy. He's super fast. He's got an awesome raw time, but he has 30 mics. Mm -hmm. It's not a good chase guy. Yeah. A chase guy can be somebody that even what I find myself doing is a guy that is like an M or a GM. But I go based on what's my point spread on him. How far away am I? Am I close to, am I doing the same stage times? Am I doing the same plans? What are my hits compared to theirs? And it helps you focus in on, for me, what to train on. Like, oh, I really lacked on this part. I should probably pick this up. So number one thing, your chase guy should be consistent. Number two, the same division helps. Mm -hmm. uh, number three, local. I would prefer it to be someone local that you can shoot the same match with. Because unfortunately, well, not really unfortunately, but our stages change every week. Yeah. So. It's not like Steel Challenge where it's the same exact right. thing where there's a standard to be held per stage. Right. Uh, so I would say to me it's been invaluable because it when I first started training training, I found Chase Guys and, man, I just went to work. And there's no better feeling than beating the chase guy yeah then all of a sudden it's like oh yeah like something's clicking this is working let's go yeah and then you become the chase guy <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, you just find another chase guy yeah and you can do this with pr at any skill level mm -hmm. and i think it helps drive practice uh i have it set up uh it's hanging up somewhere here 
like you better practice or you better dry fire because your chase guy is. Mm-hmm. Because if he's a consistent guy and he's pretty good, there's a good chance that he is. Yeah. He is dry firing. He is practicing, which is what you should be doing so you can beat a chase guy. Yeah. And it just gives you that barometer of, hey, he scored here. What did he do different? Look up his videos if he takes them. Most people do nowadays. I just think it's one of those things I wanted to talk about it because it's, it helped me, especially from like when I was a B and I wanted to get out of it. My goal was to get a no matter what. That's what helped me. It was I didn't even chase an A guy. Out of the gate, I was like, well, I'm gonna see how close I can get to the GMs. Mm-hmm. And then I dialed it back and was like, okay, well. I'm seeing how they're training. I'm using the GMs and M's training. Like, I'm using their staples. I'm using their part-times. I'm trying to get to that level. But now at a match, who is going to be my chase guy? For the longest time, it was Mo. Yeah. And then there was that time where Mo and I were the same. It was back and forth, back and forth. And then had an accident yeah <laughs> so now it's starting over for me it's finding another chase guy or chase girl yeah you don't have to point at me you won't be chasing me don't worry no but you finding <laughs> someone to chase yeah i um when i was shooting production that was the first time i had like a chase guy was when i went back to production in january uh and i I actually told him at Nationals, right when I was planning to switch back to carry optics, after I'd been chasing him for five months in the secret, in the shadows, like a creeper, (laughs) I told him at Nationals that I had been chasing him for about three months. And, well, one, it made him really feel good and, like, proud of his hard work that he'd been putting in, and we were at Nationals shooting together on the same squad, so... There was that. I thought he should know (laughs) that I felt like he was, like, just outside of my reach, that that was what I would strive for. Um, And that was someone who, like, I would put, like, our scores side by side and be like, well, you, like, crushed me on raw time, and I had better hits on this one and better hits on that one, and where does the time and the points, like, where's that split? When do you know when to, you know, press the gas harder and when you should, like, dial it back a little bit to really make sure you're getting your hits so that was uh that was dan mr dan sim (laughs) he's my chase guy for production uh i am only in my second match back in carry optics and i haven't dug too deep into a chase guy for that i don't want to say that i want to chase dave because dave's really good and I don't have the confidence in myself yet to say that I'm chasing him. Is that weird? No. Just gotta get the dry fire. Maybe we'll get confidence back. Yeah. That was it, guys. I just wanted to kind of give my input on maybe if you don't have a chase guy and why you should have one. And uh, why well, I have one. <laughs> I have a couple. Yeah, definitely. They beneficial. shall remain anonymous. Don't worry. They know who they are. 
Always watching. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, guys, thank you so much. This was a blast, and we hope you guys had a great weekend. Hope you guys all got out, shot some matches. If you went out and shot some matches, I hope that you did it looking fabulous, like Mr. Chris Nielsen today in his AF t-shirt. Yes. Yes. And if you want your own AF t-shirt or another Laugh and Load product, head over to laughandload.com. You can check out all the range where we have there. Hats, shirts, a little too warm for hoodies, but we have those too. Mm-hmm. If you have a question, comment, concern, CCC, or topic you would like covered, you can shoot us an email at pewtimepodcast at gmail.com or just send us a message on any of the social medias. At Laugh and Load. Yes, at Laugh and Load on all those. But, and if I could ask you guys a favor, please rate and review the podcast. If you like it, just give us a review. If you don't, Don't give us a review. (laughs) If you don't like it, don't review it. But if you like it, just give it a review. Help kick this up. See if we can spread this a little farther. The reach has been growing, and it's been kind of cool to see. Yeah. And uh, thank you guys for making that happen. And we will see you, or talk to you. Talk to you. We don't really see you. You see our faces on Instagram. But anyway, we'll talk to you. See you guys soon. All right, later.